Precious Holy Spirit, we are here to drink of your fountain, to receive your life. Open our eyes to see wondrous things from your word. We receive by your spirit, the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of Christ, the spirit of wisdom. Thank you because you teach us, you show us who we are. We are forever changed. Jesus alone is glorified. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. Mm. So today is the series finale. Today is the last part in our teaching series, Let There Be Light. And before you start getting in your feelings, I have very big news that by the grace of God, if Jesus tarries, and, and people say, why do you say that a lot? I am conscious that he's coming. And there's nothing I am doing here <laughs> that is as important as staying. The moment he beckons, I'm off. Whoever wants to teach, <laughs> and there'll be people that will now be ready to listen and to learn. At that point, God in his mercy will arrange their teachers for them. <laughs> Glory to God. We are raising an army of champions that will do his bidding on the earth. And when he calls, we will reign with him. Glory to God. Mm. So if Jesus starts next week, Wednesday, as we launch into, I am biased. I am biased. Please, my bias is evidence-based. As we enter into the best month, of the year glory to god the month of may we are going to start a new teaching on bible meditation hear me arguably the most important for many of us the 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 picture of the puzzle has formed there's just that missing piece for many of for many of us may 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 just be the missing piece I'm really excited about what the Spirit of God is showing me already to share with us. It's going to be rich, and we're going to be very blessed. However, today, we tie things up on our conversation, let there be light, let there be light. How to interact with God's Word, how to interact with Scriptures, I can see you, please settle down. How to interact with God's words to obtain revelation knowledge. We said that living the life of dominion, the call, look at how much time we invested in learning kingdom dynamics. Those are not just information for your head, but they are verities of the realities of the life you and I have been called to live. Somebody say glory to God. And we said to enter into the fullness of that life, practically, you and I need to learn the way of light, the way of revelation. Hmm. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to verse 4 has been our anchor scripture for the series. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was overing over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good and God divided the light from the darkness. Somebody say glory to God. Mm. So just a very quick recap. We started this series emphasizing profitability from scriptures. If you're going to interact with God's words to obtain revelation knowledge, you must settle it, not just mentally, but at a heart level that this word is designed for my profit. And we said to get to that point, you must establish these six pillars. In the first part, we unveiled three of them. I want to encourage you, if you were with us, revisit. If you were not with us today, you'll be very blessed this evening, but make out plans to go back to part one. Number one pillar, we said the word of God must be spiritually discerned. Mm. Number two, we said you and I must have a genuine desire and love for the word. That has implications. Number three, we said there must be a commitment to diligent hard work, powered by grace. 
There has to be a commitment to study, a commitment to meditation empowered by the Spirit of God. In part two, we went to the fourth pillar that for us to maximally profit with the word, we must engage with a childlike mind. And we made it clear that as far as the believers are called to maturity, that maturity involves retaining some characters that we will find in the child but missing in the adult. Not because those things are proof of maturity, but they are actually proof of, 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 of a warped adulting. Say, such as this is the kingdom of God. A childlike mind, powerful teaching, it will bless you to the glory of God, blessing many around the world. Some have sent their testimony, some have sent their feedback, saying, thank you for these teachings. I have been blessed. And that's very encouraging to hear. But the biggest encouragement is you living that life of dominion, interacting with light. And I pray that that will be our testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus, come on wherever you are, shout with me, let there be light. Hmm. The number five pillar was to receive the word as the word of God. That has implications. That's children. All right, we dealt with that in part two. And number six, we said you must consistently see Christ. Consistently see Christ. Last week, we dove. Hmm, I was going to say dived. Hmm. We dove deep into types of study. We looked at individual book study. We looked at topical study. We looked at biographical or character studies we looked at types and shadows we looked at studying in order whether it's chronological or canonical these are words that i i know the next bible town hall is going to be hot flaming <laughs> smoking on fire and the last type of study we touched was drilling for dealings or situational study of god's word glory to god at this point, I want to remind you of some of the things we've talked about in the past. As we tie up the conversation this, this, this evening, there are certain light that the Spirit of God has sent our way in the past. You thought you heard it then. You know the way we delineated reading from studying. It's the same thing with listening to anointed teaching of God's Word. You can read and you can study there's a way you can sit with a message <laughs> that if the vessel god used to give that message doesn't go and do the same sitting with it you can receive more than even the person that it came through and i don't joke with this the the, the, the lord helped me very early at the time my own voice sounded somehow to me as most of you would figure when you start hearing yourself, is this how I sound? This is not how I sound to myself in my head, but I mean, that's how you sound. You have to get over how you sound very quickly to ensure that what the Spirit of God is releasing through you can benefit you also. So I want to do a quick, 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 quick referral. All right, certain teachings we've done in the series, Epignosis, and one from way, way back. All right, I'm just going to point you to them, and I, and I believe that it's going to pop up on your screen. Um, the first one is Epignosis, the three commitments. You can find it here. All right, the three commitments. Sometimes someone is listening, say, PD, how do you know these things? Because I made the three commitments. You go listen to it again and you will be blessed. Epignosis part two, out of darkness. You can find that here. It is going to bless you. Boy, the seven pillars on which every solid life must be built. And I'm saying this, you can take one pillar per year. One pillar per two years. We have a lifetime to enjoy his light to enjoy his glory to live his life and one more which is more of a blast from the past it was the i think the final series in a long teaching but that particular one was titled lessons principles and doctrine you can find that here lessons principles and doctrines all those teachings will bless you glory to god hmm 
as we tie up this evening you are going to be very blessed colossians chapter 3 and verse 16 colossians chapter 3 and verse 16 this is a powerful admonition to you from the spirit of god let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom this is a charge to your spirit i'm not talking to your ears right now this is a prophetic charge to your spirit let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching admonition one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the lord somebody say let there be light today's teaching is an outpouring from my heart many times i but the, the spirit of god just gives a go ahead it says pour out pour out and i hope somebody will receive this evening i hope somebody will receive this evening if you've searched around there is a popular teaching um among um, um especially messianic jews all right, Christians who have, have um, Jews who have become Christians, that's the ones that believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Um, um, and there is that because they have a very strong cultural teaching culture. It's, an in, it's a system really of indoctrination, the way they are raised. And it's, it's, it's the reason why even being a numerically minority group, you cannot look at the Jews and call them minority by any standards. They know something. They, 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 they know something. Let's just put it that way. And, and, and um, I think it was Dr. Benin, in one of his teachings, he mentioned this. And a couple of rabbis actually teach this also. That there are seven layers of studying God's word. And I just sense that someone might have heard such a word and, and just wondered, since we're talking about revelation knowledge, PD, can you talk about that? We've talked about types of study. All right, and, and all of what you've learned so far is more than enough to build a life if you will not just read it, in quote, but study it to make out time and contemplate line by line. You slow it down, you pause, you rewind, you take notes, you pause, you, you, you get a concordance, you double check, you compare versions, you look at references. All right, that's what I mean by studying a message or you can just listen to it on a drive, you will still be blessed. And in the particular teaching, interestingly, by Dr. Benin, he said, e, you, you can't say all seven just publicly to everybody. If it's a pastor's or leader's meeting, and I, I understand that sentiment. There are some things that you just know, and I thank God that God has, because sometimes it's like you're bottling up so much. There are some things now, to the glory of God, I, sh I can share them at the stewards meeting. There are some things I can only share when we're having pastor's meeting. So, he shared the four publicly. The last three, if someone will remind me, all right, I will share it with us at the Bible Town Hall. And the reason why, the reason I will do that is because of what I'm about to say now. Many of the rabbinical teachers or the Jewish teachers teach this as the seven layers of studying the scriptures in, in layers. All right, I will show you the, the way it is presented and the way you, a child of God by revelation should see it. They will tell you that the number one way is historical. So, and, and this does not need to be spiritually discerned at all. Anybody who can read in the language of the texts means if we give you in the original Hebrew and you can read Hebrew, you can read it and get this. If you are English and we give you any English translation, you can read this. If you are French and we give you any French, it, it does not need to be spiritually discerned at this level. That's level one. I believe a slide will pop up on your screen. Level two is God's plan for Israel. God's plan for Israel. All through the pages of scripture, God has a covenant plan for his people. No doubt about that. Level three is the revelation of Jesus. Or, or what non-Messianic Jews will call a revelation of the Messiah. This takes, and many just 
that's a messianic prophecy but the messiah came and he did not identify him meaning that really would would did who did you help a revelation of jesus and never forget for the child of god this is the primary objective of scripture as far as god's plan of redemption and restoration of dominion to his children is concerned made possible through the sacrifice of christ as many he being the firstborn of many sons as many who were lying in what christ has done and live life in him find their identity in him and bring dominion to their world the the book from start to finish is a revelation of jesus level four i believe it's on your screen is names names level five six seven i didn't even put it on my slide so i'll be tempted to read it out many jewish teacher many jewish teachers will tell you that the deeper you go the deeper it gets let me tell you really everything must point to jesus i believe the second slide is on your screen right now so if you are reading history it must point to jesus if you are reading of god's plan for israel points to jesus revelation of jesus is the core of the book the names points to jesus the number five point points to jesus number six layer points to jesus number seven layer points to jesus anything outside of jesus is outside the agenda of the scriptures somebody say glory to god glory to god hmm. let's touch on two things very quickly before we go into the roots of today's teaching and delve into really what the spirit of god will have me share from the bottom of my heart to the saints not just to kicc canada as a family but every child of god that will connect by faith and receive this teaching hmm names names if you've stumbled into any any hebrew student or teacher who believes that jesus is the christ they will tell you the power of studying names but please everything must point to jesus and i'm going to show you you've probably seen this example from from any true hebrew student is just always mind-blowing when you read genesis chapter 5 the entire chapter talks about the genealogy of Adam up until Noah. And when you go through just the names, you can see that even the gospel is preached. All the way from verse 2 to verse 32, we won't read it, but we'll just highlight the names. God created and formed the man, breathed life into him, and he became a living spirit, Adam. Adam begat Seth. Seth begat enos enos begat canaan canaan begat mahalel malalel jared jared enoch Sorry, enoch <laughs> enoch methuselah methuselah lamech lamech noah somebody say glory to god somebody say glory to god hmm all right these technologies so what 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 really does this mean when you begin to look at the names and their meanings adam means man or mankind seth is appointed enos immortal man mortal man kenan sorrow is born mahalel the glory of god jared shall come down Enoch, instructing that, or literally means to teach that. That's what Enoch means. Methuselah, his death shall bring, his death shall bring. Lamech, those in despair, Noah, comfort and rest. So just by what was random to the guys at the time was of specific design by the master strategist, the author of scriptures. Just names alone, already pointing glory to God, pointing to the Messiah, that man is appointed a mortal man of sorrow. The glory of God shall come down, instructing that his death shall bring those in despair, comfort, and rest. 
the gospel preached pointing to christ somebody say glory to god boy 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 as you begin to delve into god's word and you begin to stay there you begin to see a lot of light a lot of light you begin to build a a a a, a an arsenal of light your life begins to demonstrate things that are only impossible to the average mind and i pray that we will be those people in the mighty name of jesus I want to, to make a quick point on, on messianic prophecies, the revelation of Jesus and the revelation of the Messiah. I don't know if we have any friend connecting, somebody listening. Um, it, it was, it, I mean, we, we read it literally last week. It says that when the old covenant is written, a veil still exists. There is a covering because if you can't see Christ, that veil is removed only in Christ. So if you are still waiting or expecting a, a Messiah, then your, 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 your eyes are still very much covered. The veil is still intact. And the reason why many missed the Messiah is because as far as, listen now, listen, we are, we are changing gears a bit now. And we are going to change to like maximum gear shortly. Is that the prophecies about the Messiah refer to every appearance of the messiah in time meaning that a true messianic prophecy is every prophecy that sees jesus however you might be seeing jesus being born or the lamb you might be seeing jesus the son being sacrificed in prophecy you might be seeing the lion or the king which which was the obsession of the average jew in the manner of king david one that will come and pull us out even after christ has resurrected the the the, the folks were still hanging out and asking him that will you now let us know when the time of the return they were looking at a physical kingdom and jesus was saying you guys don't get it yet the essence of my coming is to restore not a physical kingdom but a life of dominion that you've lost at the point at the beginning so the average jew and emphasizes or refers to only prophecies that present him as a king and as a lion as the true messianic prophecy not knowing that all of those prophecies see jesus clearly his first coming his birth his sacrificial sacrifice his death his resurrection his ascension to heaven is appearing in disguise to take his own home and then his second coming to reign with the saints. The same, you know, littered across scriptures. Let me show you just one example so that you begin to see that it is worth staying with the Spirit of God to see light. Let me pick a scripture you know well as this example. And this is, this is very powerful. If you are going to get revelation knowledge, we've talked about hunger, we've talked about humility, we've, we've laid all of those pillars. The moment something in your mind tells you, I know that topic. PD, you're teaching on meditation. I know that. Or you are reading from Genesis 1. I've studied that. Please, what you should do, the moment your flesh gives you that signal, just know there's something there for you. Just know that there's something there for you. Oh, that's, that's what we discussed last week. I know it. Hey, I know it. If I know it, I won't be like this. <laughs> That means I, I don't know it as I ought to know it. So I will humble myself and say, <laughs> Spirit of God, I don't know it. Because I'm picking a very common scripture now. And I want to show you the, the, the way the prophets of old saw the Messiah. And if you do not trust God to help you, you, you might fall into the same, the same chains that the average Jew has fallen into. That the Messiah was very much under their nostrils and they missed him. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace, verse 7. 
of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Boy, this is so rich and deep. Upon the throne of David, based on what I've said now, the messianic connection to the throne of David speaks of a particular coming of the Messiah. And over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Please, please. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Someone just pray in the language of the Spirit for 10 seconds. 10 seconds. I am trusting the Lord that very soon you will be intermeddling with light. You will be seeing Jesus everywhere. And you will find yourself in him. And you will begin to receive the empowerment that makes dominion possible practically. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, just these two verses captures the essence of messianic prophecies. For unto us a child is born. That is the appearance of the lamb. That is why he could have been born in a manger. His first coming. Unto us a son is given. That talks about the the decision that not my will but thine to offer himself as that sacrificial lamb. That is very much the Messiah. And the government will be upon his shoulder. That now talks to us about the age of the church. The same verse. You can see how one verse is capturing moments in time and condensing dispensations into a prophetic view. The government will be upon his shoulder, his body. His body will receive dominion and begin to bear rule. How will they bear rule? By his authority. When you see and his name. And his name is a prophetic trigger of authority. Are you seeing it? His name will be called. This is his authority. Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince. Please, when you see prince in scripture, it doesn't mean son of a king. It means commander. So you can as well read it as commander of peace. That is the authority that the church has to rule in this dispensation. Because this is, it is now that he is an everlasting father. At the, end of, at the end of this dispensation, it says of the increase of his government. That talks about a shift now. Now he's taking over now. He's taking over now. He's taking his bride, his church, to be with him, to reign in glory. Tribulation begins on the earth. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He's telling you now that we are ending time from everlasting to a time where there is no end to eternity now. Upon the throne of David, he's talking about his return for the millennial reign. To order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. Two verses capturing all dispensations of time. Somebody say, let there be light. Come on, say it wherever you are. Let there be light. Two verses. So, the average Jew only saw the lion. They interpreted the Messiah. They didn't, the, the lamb is there. The mighty warrior. The groom is there. The righteous judge is there. Alright. Let's go into what I am sharing from the depth of my heart. Remember in part one, I gave us a quote. In part two, well in part three, I gave us the quote for part two and for part three. I hope you can still remember. Should we try it together? What was the quote from part one? I'm also trying to remember Hear me, I am the first student in this ministry. Even though I do most of the teaching, I I sit down to ensure that I'm doing all of the learning. All right, so number one quote, you don't have to learn it word for word. You get the idea that it is a rare privilege to study a book under the direct tutelage of its author. That is the privilege that the believer has been invited to, to study scriptures by the inspiration under the tutelage of the holy spirit all right that was quote number one quote number two is that the old testament is the new testament concealed and the new testament is the old testament revealed quote number three quote number three quote number three oh yes some love to study the scriptures in hebrew others love to study the scriptures in greek but i love to study the scriptures in the holy ghost glory to jesus 
So I've titled this final part, Exploring the Holy Ghost. Exploring the Holy Ghost through scriptures. PD, what does this mean? In your study time, what are some of the questions, the conversation starters that you want to go to, to the Holy Ghost with? This is where I'm reading now. I'm reading Genesis, or I am reading First John, or I'm reading Ephesians. You know, I have questions. I'm done reading now. I'm, I'm diving into study. Or I'm doing a character study or a situational study. Now, Spirit of God, I've come. I've come to hear all what you have to tell me. But I have like conversation starters to ensure that this time is so rich so that when I'm even stepping out, I can't wait to, to, to return back. It's not like I'm leaving you. We're continuing the conversation. But I know the wealth of that dedicated time. Please do not miss next month. Um, to guide us in such explorations, I, I have three points here, and we'll bring this teaching series to a close. I trust that you've been blessed. I have been very blessed, and hear me, please, 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 please open your heart and receive this. Number one is implicit versus explicit exploration. I will explain shortly. These are literally from, from, my, from, from my secret place to you. So this is God's love for us. Normally, I would not share this. But he says, my children are ready. Go give it to them. They will run with it. And if you, if, if you yourself don't run, they will run further. And it will give me great joy to see us living that life. Trust me. It will give me great joy to see us interacting with scriptures at a level that is beyond the ordinary. Bringing dominion to your world. And I pray once again that we will be that people. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number two, literal versus metaphorical. Literal versus metaphorical. And number three is prophetic exploration. If you learn to explore your relationship with the Holy Ghost this way, I am telling you, hear me, if you live on earth for a thousand years, you will never explore, you will, you will not finish the Bible. If you can learn what we are learning today, this is the secret. This is the secret of the freshness that we enjoy in this ministry. The freshness. It's, it's, it's an ever-gushing flow of life. This is the real secret. You will never run out of enjoying. I'm not saying just managing. Real enjoyment. <laughs> real serious enjoyment of your relationship with the Holy Spirit and your interaction with scriptures. You will really thoroughly never exhaust it. Let me tell you, if you have a quiet time of five hours every day and you live 5,000 years and you're able to learn these three simple truths, you will never exhaust this. I'm talking of the current canon, the 66 books we have. You will never exhaust it. Implicit versus explicit exploration. Literal versus metaphorical exploration. And number three, prophetic exploration. That one alone can, can last you <laughs> hundreds of years. So let's look at it. Implicit versus explicit exploration. Every scripture has what it is talking about, the subject matter. And it has other things that the Spirit of God uses that present opportunity to address so the explicit message is the subject what is implied are the other truths that are in the neighborhood are you still with us this evening are you still with us this evening please stay stay glued stay stay hungry stay attentive hmm. so that when you are on that verse you're trying to move on and you feel the spirit of god is keeping you here I've seen what this subject is about. What are the other things going on here? Let me tell you one of the ways the Holy Spirit does this, speaking from, from how we are related with me, it begins to shine a spotlight word by word, word by word. Then it goes thought by thought, then phrase by phrase, until it, it's like layers, pills, start going off, and you're beginning to see deeper and deeper and deeper. Let's do an example. Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19. Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. The subject of this scripture is God and God's character. 
nor a son of man that he should repent. As he said, and will he not do it? Or as he spoken, and will he not make it good? You know, just because we've read this word now, somebody is already receiving light and quickening that what God said to me is still true and I will hold on to his promise. Someone's faith just came back alive and I pray and hold my hands with you that the faithfulness of God will come true for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let, let, let's stay on track. While this scripture is telling you about God, the Holy Spirit now begins to show you that you can also learn one or two things about man. Man should lie. <laughs> man should lie. So the subject, really, is that this scripture is talking about God. But while you are at it, while you are here, you can learn something about man. That God is not a man. Man can lie. It is impossible for God to lie. So he uses one stone. Really, the power of scriptures is not two beds. Sometimes in one verse, it can hit a thousand truths. But really, it's not in the, in the multiplicity. It's about finding light for your life. It's about finding a possible... It says faith comes not by listening. It comes by hearing. There is a translation of where the word becomes flesh. That really, truly happens where meditation is now involved. And by God's grace, next month, we'll begin to get into that. But when you have this approach of there is something it is saying and there are more things here for me. Precious Holy Spirit, open my eyes to see it. Implicit versus explicit. I want to spend the time we have on prophetic so let's move on to number two literal versus metaphorical especially if you are sensing god calling you into a teaching ministry or into the prophetic ministry a lot of your your, your study time will be types and shadows and exploring scriptures not just from the literal meanings but from the implications metaphorically remember as it points to christ okay Let's use an example that, that for those of us who have been joining the morning prayers, it will still be fresh in your memories. First Samuel chapter 10 from verse 2 to verse 4. This is the prophet Samuel giving words to the soon-to-be King Saul. Prophet Samuel to King Saul. He says, when you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelza, and they will say to you that the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. Now your father is no longer worried about donkeys, he's worrying about you, saying, what shall I do about my son? You know you can stay there. And you, you know that this is, this, is, this is Samuel talking to Saul. But the Spirit of God begins to shine light. Two men, and he can keep you there. Rachel's tomb. Territory of Benjamin. The donkeys have been found. Let's go to verse 3. It says, then you shall go on forward from there and come to the terebinth tree of Tabor. It says there, three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you. One carrying three young goats. In the King James, he said three kids. Another carrying three loaves of bread. And another carrying a skin of wine. A skin of wine. I just couldn't get over this in this season where our deliberation is new wine. He says they will greet you in the old King James. He says they will salute you and give you two loaves of bread which you shall receive from their hands. And you begin to stay there. Bread, 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 bread. What did Jesus say about bread? I am the bread of life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, every rema. It means that what unlocks all of the tools for dominion will be the bread of life, which is the rema. But he says they were carrying three. They gave me only two. <laughs> they gave me only two. They gave me the graphy. They gave me the logos. And they gave me an invitation. Come explore rema. When you get Rema, you unlock the wine, you unlock the kids, you unlock everything you need to reign and for dominion. And I pray for everyone at the sound of my voice, you begin to explore the letter. 
you begin to explore the written word and light will dawn marvelously in the mighty name of jesus that the third bread the bread of life that you require to live this victorious life of dominion to walk in the fullness of revelation i speak over your life over your destiny let there be light in the mighty name of jesus So he said, how do, you say, how do you say these things? It's the same answer. I made the three commitments. I sat down there with him. You, you see, he has a lot of answers for you. He's just waiting for you to ask. We are too much in a hurry. And I'm praying that May, <laughs> May's midweek teaching will bless us. Boy, May is loaded. Sundays in May are loadedly prophetic, boy. And the Wednesdays in May, something else may is may is really that month <laughs> glory to god all right so that's an example that is fresh in our minds i just picked that because that was one of our deliberations in the morning prayers but let me use another example from the new covenant by the apostle paul it, it was quoting from <laughs> deuteronomy chapter 25 and verse 4 in first corinthians chapter 9 and verse 9 First Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 9. You know, I, I read a book called, I'm trying to remember the title now, The Jewish Book of Why. You know that these people took literally the law and broke it down into, into traditions and built, built ordinances from it. So somebody intermeddling with light shows up and says, it is written in the law of Moses. I'm reading 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 9. It is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treads out the corn. <laughs> and Paul is asking here, he says, does God take care for oxen? Do you really think this scripture is about oxen? But there are people with veil covered, they believe this scripture is about oxen. Because literally, it is about oxen. But metaphorically, when light shows up, Paul is now telling us, or saith he it all together for our sakes. For our sakes, no doubt this is written that he that plows shall plow in hope. There is an expectation from those ministering life and that he that treasures in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if, it, if we shall reap your canal things, canal things. You know, I love the way Paul says canal things. So that when someone sends me a private jet and they say, Pete, isn't that canal? I'll just, I'll just send them to 1 Corinthians 9, 11. This is the word. <laughs> this is the word coming to life. Canal things, yes. Canal things. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. So he's saying that you can be reading about ox. You can be reading about materials. You can be reading about certain things, objects. You can be reading about candles. You can be reading about oil. He's saying, but the, when light comes, you know that this is not really about a lamp. This is not really just about virgins. This has implications in the new covenant. Somebody say, let there be light. All right, this is the crux of the matter. We have saved the best for the last. You know, for, for those who, maybe I shouldn't use this. Um, because many might not identify with it, but there are some certain meals that after you've taken out the portions and you've done your meal prep, there is something left in the pot, the base of the pot. Some people get what I'm talking about. This is it, prophetic exploration of scriptures. Here you can stay for life. And please hear me. Do not allow your knowledge of scriptures let, let, me, let me rephrase that. Do not allow your knowledge of the letter deprive you of the power of the spirit of the word. Don't make it easier for someone who does not know scriptures to be blessed by you who have interacted at a level. Stay humble with the spirit of God. When he's telling you this is what I mean, say yes, this is what you mean and I receive your word as your word to me. Going to give us the final quote in this series. I'll give us the final quote in this series. Hmm. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. The origin 
of a true prophetic word is God. And the shelf life of that word is eternal. While there is a specific time connected to a, prof to a prophetic word, the life in the word lives beyond time. I'm going to give that quote one more time and I will tell us who the author is. Remember part one and part two quotes. We, we were not sure who part two quote was by. Part three quote, I gave you the name. This is part four quote. Let me read it one more time. The origin, you might want to write this down. You will get it. You will get it. You will get it. Once you sit on it, once you brood on it, you will see it. The origin of a true prophetic word is God. There's no time to digress. There's no time to digress. I was, I, there's no time to digress. I'm really fighting it right now because we've, many of us have been exposed to the prophetic as having two, two sides. The seer, all right, and the, and, and the teller, or the foreteller and the fourth teller. All right, the one who sees and the one who says. And, and by the time light begins to show, God's desire was not to have two separate. It was that the one who is saying is saying what he has said. All right, let's just, let, let's, let's just leave that for now. The origin of a true prophetic word is God. And the shelf life of that word is eternal because God himself is immortality that dwells in inapproachable light. While there are specific times, there is a moment connected to a prophetic word. You can say, by this time tomorrow, a virgin shall conceive and be with child. All right, there are instances in time where those prophetic words might refer to, but the, the life in the word lives beyond time. That is powerful. Someone is saying, who is the author of that quote? By the grace of God, yours truly, yours truly, all right. And there are so many quotes. It's just because this one we are emphasizing quotes. That's why I'm saying this. There are so many in previous teachings that the Lord has given us. We've not even bothered to say whether it is yours truly or not. Um, please quote it anywhere. You can even put your name, all right. What is, what is ours is ours. <laughs> Glory to God. Hmm. So let's look at a perfect example. Maybe one or two. And we'll bring this evening, we'll bring this month to a close. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 to verse 4. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 to verse 4. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it and many people shall go and say come ye let us go up to the mountain of the lord to the house of the god of jacob and he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his paths for out of zion shall go forth the law please there's something called prophetic quickening when the spirit of god just quickens a phrase out of zion shall go forth the law and you just sense a calling especially for someone who, is, who senses that they've been sent to the mountain of politics and this might just be the word that will last your <laughs> your campaign and secure victory for you out of zion lawmakers that carry the spirit policy makers that carry it, and that's it for you and you already know you've won even <laughs> before you become a member of a political party that was a digression you know this same thing happened in epignosis the the last part was just so rich it was difficult to tie it up we won't tie it up we'll carry this fire into learning bible meditation somebody say glory to god it says and the word of the lord from jerusalem verse 4 and he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning oaks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Can you see that? So what did we see? The origin of every prophetic word is what? Is God. The shelf life of that word is eternal. It is true that the word may be pointing to a specific moment in time because really, there really is a time here. This scripture is a prophecy about the time of the millennial rule of Christ. However, because this word is eternal, 
the shelf life is not just until then, but every moment. Hear me, child of God. That's why I said, don't allow your knowledge of letter deprive you of spirit. You don't be the one telling the Holy Spirit, is it not millennial reign? When he's telling you now that I am exalting my house and many are coming. Many are coming. That might just be a word for us, especially those of us in ministry. And the trends out there is that less and less people are coming to church. <laughs> but we know that God has given us the nations. And he has said many are coming. And you can run with this. Somebody moving at the level of information. Somebody moving at the level of letter. You can say it's about the millennial reign. You are saying, I have found a prophetic word whose shelf life is eternal. And that that word is still living. Whether that prophetic moment in time has come or not, the spirit of God has quickened this word as a word in season for me. And that word has now become flesh. I have come to agree that right now for me, God's word to me, that there is an elevation of this mountain and many are coming. Many are coming. The crowds are coming. It's multilingual. It's multi-tribal. They are coming in their droves, not just a mixed multitude, but a solid army. Remember, God is raising and quickening a, a great army. They might look like bones right now, but he says, prophesy, release words of life. What is the word of life you are prophesying? The word that has been quickened to you. The word that is alive. The third bread. I hope somebody is getting it. So, we picked a prophecy that the time is to come. Let's pick a prophecy that the time has come. Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah chapter 45. Glory to Jesus. Isaiah chapter 45. I'll read from verse 1 to verse 3. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden, to subdue nations before him, and I will lose the loins of kings to open before him the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. The gates shall not be shut. It says, I will go before thee, and I will make crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass, and cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give you the treasures. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let me stay here and speak into someone's life. That in this new season that the Lord is bringing us into, you will begin to take hold, take delivery of the treasures of darkness. Eden reaches of secret places. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, he says that you may know that I, the Lord, which called thee by name, I am the God of Israel. This was a prophetic word by the servant of God, Isaiah, about a pagan king with name giving <laughs> and the time already designated. So when the Lord takes you to Isaiah 45 and he says, this is my word to you. And don't say, God, we already saw this accomplished, you know. We read about Ezra. We read about Zerubbabel. You know, we read about Cyrus. He actually opened treasures of darkness. You know, there were royal decrees that the Jews should lack nothing in rebuilding the temple. God, we've seen this prophecy come to pass. It says, I'll make crooked places straight. Was it not Ezra that told us that they were by the, the, the river of Ahava, a very dangerous place, but they fasted and they prayed. You know, they didn't want the king for help, but God showed up. God, this prophecy has been fulfilled. Remember, the origin of every prophetic word is God. And the shelf life is eternal. Even though it refers to a specific moment in time, there is still life in that word. The same God is still making crooked places straight. The same God is still raising kings. He's still giving you favor with royalty. Remember, you are a king yourself. But he's saying, as far as men, the kingdom of men and decision makers is concerned, he's able to open two-lived gates. This is not just opening of a door now. This is talking about mighty doors. He's saying that they can lift up their heads. Why? Because the king of glory is about to come in and I hold my hands with someone under the sound of my voice. Will you know now that what is before you must open by power? What is before you must open by prophecy i hold my hands and speak over your life as one sense now that this gate this gate this gate hear ye the word of the lord lift up your heads and be ye lifted up in the name of jesus to live gates men women organizations decision makers they will by urgency and compulsion by prophecy arise and favor zion's cause in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe it, say better, bigger. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. One more scripture. 
one more scripture. Just, just so that we are, not too, we are not too smart for God to talk to. We're not saying, God, I know, I know that scripture. I know you know what it was. Mm-mm-mm. He's saying, this is for you. Take my word. This is, this is for you. Take my word. Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10, and then we'll wrap up here. And I'll leave us with a prayer. Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10. I, I trust that somebody is being edified. I trust that someone is being blessed so far. These secrets of exploration can sustain you for a life, especially if you have to teach others. It will, it will take care of you. If you will make time, it will take care of you. You might never have to teach what is teaching you, and you will have more than enough to teach. That is the life. That really is the life. It, it's just few moments, like these explorations, few moments that in, in my pick of what is teaching me and permit me to teach it. it there is so much richness and vastness and fullness in him. We can never exhaust him. I am never scared about the next teaching. I am never scared about the next day. I am never scared about the next service. There's so much, too much in him. Unless we disconnect. If we can stay connected, it's an ever-flowing, fresh source of life. And I pray for someone whose life is already getting stale, pungent, stale waters, that you will connect to the source of life and the rivers will begin to flow again in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Let's begin to tie this up. You can agree with me that this is not really <laughs> tying up, but let's find a way and we'll pick it up with a new teaching series next week, Wednesday, if Jesus tarries. Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of of grace and supplications and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. You know, this is actually speaking about a, 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 a prophetic moment. A portion of this was made possible at the crucifixion. The Bible tells us that the leading priests were like this. We're having a special Sabbath coming up. We don't, we don't want these, these poles here. We want these people actually dead. So can we go and break their legs? <laughs> Not knowing that prophecy had gone in advance. Medical people can explain pericardial collection and how it is possible that it is blood and water that came out. We can, we can explain that. So the, the, scripture, the scripture has been accurate from eternity. Science is the one learning explanations. This is a pierced side. This scripture is talking about a time, again, that the same Jewish nation that did not recognize its Messiah now will now recognize him, but to be with bitterness. It's actually talking about a time. That time is coming. It says, but in this same breath that that time is coming, there might be a prophetic quickening for someone that there is something called the spirit of grace and supplication. It is the energy of the spirit to pray. You don't have to wait till then, boy. Right now, there can be a prophetic quickening and a supply of that spirit. Hear me. Remember what we said? That the one who will see revelations must be a man, a woman of prayer. And the one who will be a man and a woman of prayer of results will be one who intermeddles with revelation. There's no way you can separate these two. It's a one, all-in-one wealth treasure package for the believer in Christ Jesus. And once again, I hold my hands with your hands this evening that there will be a release of that grace. There will be a release of that grace. It says that the grace for supplications, the spirit of prayer, the spirit of supplications, the discipline to study, the discipline for meditation, to stay in the place of prayer, to receive your victory in the secret place and go seal it in the marketplace. Let that grace be released to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say glory to God. Hmm. What God did for us this month was to set us up for life. Wherever you go, 20 years from now, some of you will look back and remember these teachings. You'll remember that God really, God really loved you enough to pour into you for the sake of those connected to you. 
because you are going to raise them well. This dominion thing, <laughs> you will do it well. In the mighty name of Jesus, Acts chapter 18, verse 24 to verse 26. I'm rounding up this series with a prayer for each and every one of us. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and he taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. He was great, but he had a limitation. He was enthusiastic, he had zeal, but there was a limit to what he knew. See what happens in verse 26. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. I don't know what version of you is hearing this today, but whatever version it is, I can tell you boldly on the confidence of God's word, there is more for you. There is more for you. There is more for you. The humility Apollos had to submit himself to the tutelage of the Holy Spirit through Aquila and Priscilla, I hold my hands with yours. That the gaps in your journey, the destiny gaps, the wisdom gaps, the humility to connect with the men, the women, the books, the teachings, the messages, the light, the resources that will provide such it says to begin to teach him the word more accurately. Another version says more perfectly. That is the level of light you will bring to your world. In the mighty name of Jesus, it will be dominion well done. It will be a life not of explanation, but it will be a life of proofs and results that will glorify the Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe it, raise your hands and begin to say, thank you, Father. You must really love us for giving us this much light. We refuse to just hear it and learn it, but by your grace, we will become it. The grace to make out the time, the time for reading, the time for casual study, and the time for digging deep and in-depth study. Father, we receive the grace. Come on with your own words. Open your mouth. There is such a grace. He calls it the spirit of grace and supplications. There is such a thing called quickening by the spirit. Father, all of us, we refuse to learn about light without seeing light. The grace that makes light possible. Every time we receive your word, every time we listen to any of your servants speaking to us, we will receive it as your word. The scales, the veil is removed in Christ and we will see Jesus clearly. We'll find ourselves in him and we'll bring dominion to our world. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, gracious Father. Glory be unto your name. Can I end a service like this without giving someone an opportunity to make a decision for Jesus? Everything you want, everything you need, every question you have, the matters of your heart, known and unknown to you, you will find them in Christ. Quit. Quit your struggle. Quit the, 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 the groping around the bush. There's something called a life of precision, a life of accuracy, a life of peace, a life at rest. That life is only found in Christ Jesus. I want to pray with you this evening. Whether you are making this decision for the first time or you are rededicating your life, I want to hold your hands and pray with you. Oh, I have done this, I have done this, I have done this. You are the exact one that he has come for. This evening is your evening. This is your moment. Allow the Spirit of God to do that work. He's, he's telling you right now, this is for you. My son, this is for you. My daughter, it doesn't matter where on the surface of the world you are. You might be outside of Canada. You might be in a very far country. Hear me, hear me. The Spirit of God right there is where you are. His power is coming over you right now. I sense someone under the sound of my voice. You have a stuttering problem. You have a stuttering problem. You stammer. You have a stuttering problem. Right now, the power of God is coming upon your vocal cord. All 
through your brain and is empowering you to speak the word of life. Oh, glory to Jesus. I want to hear this testimony. The Lord is empowering you now. You are going to be a mighty teacher, not just teaching revs, but a demonstrator of the power of the Holy Ghost. Go and write today's down. I, this person I see is young, but go write this. Go and write the date down. And your miracle is not in the future. It is right now, right now, right now. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray with you. I want to pray. You can say this with me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. I believe you died. And I believe you are alive today. I ask you to come live in me. I ask that you live through me. And that you give me the grace to live for you. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. I surrender my life to you. And I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. I receive the grace to live the rest of my days for you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I want to agree with you, Father. Thank you for this great, 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 biggest miracle of miracles. The miracle of experiencing salvation, of receiving eternal life, the very life of God. I ask, Father, that these ones are sealed by your Spirit, never to return to where they've been pulled out from, but they will go from glory to glory, from grace to grace, from strength to strength. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory. For in Jesus' name, we are afraid. Come on, if you've been blessed by the word and you want to celebrate this great miracle, if you can, I want you to jam those ends together. Give the Lord a big shout. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.